hour brought to you by our good friends at George Coleman Ford. Cars cost less and travelers rest. Goodbye to our good friends, Greg Coleman, Randy, Joey, Gerald, Reggie, Brandon, Joe Wright. Best in the business up there. They got your back. The best customer service. The best deals. It's the main reason they've been in business for 86 years. Family owned and operated. They, they win all the awards that Ford gives out. Uh, one of just a handful of dealerships in this state to claim, I believe it's the President's Award is what they call it, again this past year. Uh, they also have great incentives in place, 70, uh, 72% per- <laughs> financing for up to 72 months. <laughs> George Coleman Ford. It's a little different than 72% financing yes, for zero months. that's right. Uh, online at georgecolemanford.com. Cars cost less and travelers rest. Check them out today for the ride of a lifetime. It is George Coleman Ford, the brand new redesigned Ford Escape. Brand new redesigned Ford Explorer, the extremely fuel-efficient Ford Fusion. You drive the Fusion, it's like driving a BMW without paying the dollars it costs to, to drive a Beamer. George Coleman Ford, cars cost less and travelers rest. Uh, check them out today. Great incentives, a great time of year to buy a brand new or used vehicle. If you're looking to sell a car, and I've got mine. I just got to take it up there. I got to get it up there. The battery's been dying. I just got to get it up there. If you need to sell a car, take it to George Coleman Ford. In 20 minutes, they cut you a check. It's always a great deal. Go by and see him right off Highway 25. A hop, skip, and a jump from downtown Greenville in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. George Coleman Ford. Third hour starts right now. I mean, Notre Dame joins the ACC in football if it has to. The question is, why would it have to? And the answer is, I think it has to be playoff related. And right now, that does not appear to be the case. Notre Dame, as a one-loss program, at this point in time, I believe is a playoff lock. I don't even think it matters when that loss occurs to who it comes against or when it actually occurs. I I think if Notre Dame finishes a season 11-1 and one in this decade, I think it is a college football playoff team. Hmm. I, I don't like that. I don't think that should be the case. No offense, Tim Bray. But the brand... And we saw it up close and personal here just a couple of years ago. Still has that incredible value. I mean, Clemson emerged as a college football power. We can debate when it really occurred, but in my mind, in the rain against Notre Dame, early October 2015, that's when things changed here. The Golden Domers come here for a night game and a monsoon slash hurricane. Clemson goes up by three scores, holds on for dear life on a two-point play. Thank you, Bullware. Thank you, Dodd. And this program hasn't been the same since. And all you people out there in listener land downplayed what it would mean to beat Notre Dame. Well, they haven't been relevant in college football since 1988. Wrong. You beat them, it means a ton. Especially that season when they were a playoff contender. Clemson hasn't been the same since doing so. That brand still carries weight. And if they go 11-1, and given their schedule, that is more than enough ammunition to be in the college football playoff picture in November. And honestly, they're they're a lock. At 11-1, Notre Dame's a lock to go to the playoff. Well, yes, but maybe not for the same reason as what you're saying. If they go 11-1, most years, Notre Dame's schedule is tough enough that if you go 11-1, you deserve to be in the playoff. The question for me becomes when Notre Dame is 11 and 1, Alabama's 11 and 1, Clemson's 11 and 1, Oklahoma's 11 and 1, Stanford's 11 and 1, 
then who do you, who who's who is it that gets left out? And that's spicy because we haven't had a, a scenario like that unfold yet. Yeah, but but I mean Notre Dame plays. I, I mean, in fairness to the Golden Domers, their schedule is usually strong enough that eleven and one gets you in. But you don't have that conference championship, which has tipped the scales in some cases, or 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 could potentially. It depends. For Ohio State, it works either way. One year, you make the conference championship game, you blitz your opponent, who's a top-five Wisconsin team, and that's enough to get you past a TCU team that we thought was better or a Baylor team that we thought was better at the time. The next year, you don't make the conference championship. You lose one game in the regular season. You close strong against your arch rival in double overtime, and that also was enough to get you into the college football playoff. Over a team from your league that actually played in the conference championship game and won it in Penn State. Six five four seven six two seven. If you want to talk about it with us, keep in mind Notre Dame last year was just four and eight and stunk and wasn't good. And Brian Kelly's on the hot seat. Georgia John joins us next on the phones. Hey John, good afternoon. You're on the air. Hey Roy, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. You got it. A uh, question for you. Um, well, you know I'm a Georgia fan, but I attend as many Clemson games as I do Georgia because they're in my backyard, and, um, you know, it's just that's the way it is. But my question is, is Notre Dame receiving funding from the ACC? And if so, what kind of funding? Because, you know, I don't feel like Notre Dame's relevant anymore. Um, when we were younger in the 90s, in our 20s, way back when, they were relevant. And I enjoyed watching it, but you know they want their cake and eat it too. And you know they either need to get in or get out. You know, and, and I just don't think it's fair to the other teams in the ACC if they are splitting revenue for uh, Notre Dame to have one foot in and one foot out. That was my question, and I'll take it off there. Thank you. Great question. The answer is yes. They are splitting revenue, and in fact, it goes as deep as Notre Dame is very much a part of the ACC football bowl pecking order. And basically, uh, without being a member of the conference in football, Notre Dame, if it's not invited to the college football playoff, gets its pick basically at bowl games ahead of just about anybody else that has a similar record. And yeah, there is a, a revenue split. Now, how that percentage changes because it's not a full-time football member, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. And honestly, I don't think it's quite as much as every other school. Ben, what do you have on that? They they receive, roughly receive one-fifth of a full share. Right. Okay. So, uh, but, but keep in mind, too, now, they've got their deal in place with NBC, which pays Notre Dame a handsome amount of cash. Cold, hard currency for televising all those home games each and every year up in South Bend. So, I mean, it, it gets part of the ACC pie, and then it also gets the full amount of the NBC pie because of its deal it's got in place with a Peacock. And the ACC, yeah. to my knowledge, gets nothing, gets no part of that. In 2016, ACC schools received $26.21 million per per team. Not bad. Uh, Notre Dame received $6.2 million of that. So, um you That's know, less than what I would have thought. And, and again, remember too, they got the NBC deal. They got the NBC deal. Yeah, and and, and had they been had, oh, I'm sorry, that was 2014-15 numbers. All right. Um, had I thought they, that sounded a little low. Yeah, had they been, if they would have received a full share, then 
each team in the conference would have received $1.33 million less because there have that portion would have gone to, to Notre Dame. So, you know, it's, and, and the other thing too, while and some would argue they, sh- they should, that's even more than they should get because they, because football is the driving factor. The, the article I'm, I'm uh, referencing that I'm kind of glancing here by David Till, uh, Trusted ACC source. Yeah, says uh, says that Notre Dame being part of the ACC network was one of the driving factors to get that whole thing started in the first place. Even though they're not part of it in football, with the other sports they are. Right. And in football, when Notre Dame plays at Duke or Virginia Tech or Wake Forest, if that game is not picked up, uh, nationally by ESPN, as far as it's going to fall would be the new ACC network when it launches in August 2019. So that inventory resi- uh, resides, you know, uh, in, in the ACC geographic footprint and and all the money kind of stays in-house. So, I mean, they're getting paid and they're also getting paid a lot of money from NBC and the ACC in basketball has gotten a truckload of cash from the NCAA tournament because of how deep so many teams' runs were two years ago in the big dance. And uh, they, they reap those rewards as well. I mean, it's a big money grab right now when you're talking about these Power Five leagues and you're separating the haves from the have-nots. It's one of the things we talked about earlier in the show with the Big 12 and whether or not it's going to be viable long-term. And we'll see. But concluding this topic, the College Football Playoff Committee, at some point in time, for whatever reason they deem fit, has to come to the conclusion, if you're going to play in our little dance at the end of the season, you have to be a part of one of the Power Five conferences. To me, that's the only way I can see in the foreseeable future Notre Dame joins the ACC on a full-time basis. And at that point in time, there's going to have to be uh, some bridges crossed by Swafford, the conference, and by Notre Dame officials on how its current television deal with NBC is incorporated into the to the new ACC at that point in time. It's perfectly fine to call this show and say, Phil Pot, that sounds fantastic. Why would the college football playoff committee do that? I, I don't have an answer for it. I, I don't know. It could just be so that it's a level playing field and that's just how they want it. I, I, I don't know. It could be for financial considerations. Well, Notre Dame's doing this. We don't have a piece of that pie. If you want to play in our little dance, you're going to have to give us a piece of part. Something's going to have to work itself out there. At this juncture, I would argue that's the only way I see it happening. People at Notre Dame still contend it's never going to happen, and that's fine. Other pundits contend it's never going to happen, and that's fine. I'm telling you the only way I think it will happen. And at some point in time, I I, I do believe I think it will happen. I, I don't know when, how, and what the nature of the transition will look like. But Swafford is not a dummy. Yeah, And he constructed this deal originally in the back of his mind, believing we're going to get these people in our league at some point in time. It's a question of when, not if. And, and so, I, you know, I, I think he's been pretty crafty putting together those deals in the past. So we'll see. Those that keep yelling, well, it's not fair. They should be in it because it's not fair. And fair is the thing that you want to base everything off, off of. Uh, consider the fact that uh, if, they, if Notre Dame joined – the conference in football tomorrow, it would cost Clemson, Duke, Florida State, all the other schools, 
$1.33 million each. So Notre Dame joins tomorrow. You have $1.33 million less coming in from your from the current television rights fee. Well, and keep in mind, too, the way those deals are typically built, when a new team comes in, you renegotiate everything. Right. All right. right. So, that's why I say, right. but under the current deal, right. it's still, that, that's feasible. Deal, you lose money. Right. You do. <laughs> that, right. But they, but I, I would argue that's feasible. And, but if it's Notre Dame coming in, the new deal, even in this very chaotic marketplace that we live in with collegiate sports and rights and television broadcast fees, the addition of Notre Dame makes the ACC that much more attractive. You can downplay the brand all you want. That's just That's just where it is. You think for a second, if you have an ACC Atlantic division that includes Clemson, Florida State, Notre Dame, and Louisville, I can sell that. I can sell I can sell that on this show. Well, crap, to win the division, we've got to beat Notre Dame. Well, not the 4-8 Notre Dame, but the team that we saw in Death Valley two years ago that nearly completed an incredible comeback. Eh. I mean, that's you, you got some compelling rivalries there. You, you're playing the Golden Domers every single year. Okay. Pat Neasley, up next on the Northland Communication phone lines. Pat, good afternoon. How you doing, Roy? Very well. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just, my thing is that, you know, I, I hear what Bill saying, you know, that, you know, they did join, you know, teams to lose some money. But I still look at it from the standpoint right now, still, at it's still getting everything they want to get out of this whole situation. I mean, they don't have to share their NBC money, you know, with the home. And they got everything else going for them, man. So, they're going to want to sign a deal regardless because either way, they come out winning all the way around because they're the one that's actually making the money. <laughs> and so for the other school, you know, it's like, yeah, but, you know, we, you know, I think they, I think the other schools might look at from Ben's point of view that they're not losing money if Notre Dame does come in as a football member, full players. But at the same time, you know, when they, you talk about when it gets down to Playoff time and bold consideration, and they're jumping in front of everybody. That's gonna that's gonna make some a lot, a lot of coaches mad, you know, because they're getting they're getting a part of the deal that they're not even in the conference, but yet they're getting they're getting to be able to come into the conference and decide what bowl they can go to and jump a lot of people. So that's my only issue with it, you know, is, you know that they get that type of they get that much credence in the whole thing when it comes to playoff and bowl situations. Those are all valid points, Pat. We appreciate it. That's one of the things that we've been talking about from day one that we didn't like. Well, what happens if Clemson ends up 10-2 and and is in line to play LSU in the Russell Athletic Bowl, which is kind of a a premier bowl now down in Florida, and Notre Dame finishes 9-3, and but because it's Notre Dame, they get to leapfrog Clemson because they're within one game of the overall record and their ranking is close enough within five spots. And the Russell Athletic Bowl says that's what they want. So instead of going there, you end up in the Toyota Gator Bowl playing Houston. I mean, if, if that happens here, people are going to go crazy. Now, it's also going to be a down year because you used to play in the college football playoff. But... Uh, that that would drive us crazy, and we really haven't had to deal with that very much around here. Yeah, and, but and financially, then that's what Pat said. I agree with completely. That's the one out of everything. That's what bothers me the most is that bowl pecking order, and that you know that hasn't really come into play yet, but it will. And with the way the ACC does revenue sharing on their bowl money, that very well might mean that. Well, it will mean that you have. Let's say you only had have seven ACC schools get into a bowl to, into a bowl instead of eight, for instance. That's 
two million dollars less from a bowl, let's say, that doesn't get split in the revenue share. Notre Dame gets all that money. Uh, so even if you're not the, you know, even if let's say your team is not the one that gets knocked down a notch because of Notre Dame, you all still lose in the end financially because there's less bowl money coming in to distribute to all the to all the member schools, right? That's correct. Mo- Notre Dame goes to the the Pool Land Weed Eater Bowl and gets and they, they get to keep their two point five million dollars and their free weed eaters for life. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and I want a weed eater. Dang it! <laughs> I got a lot of weeds I need to take care of. All right, third hour continues. Your phone calls six five four seven six two seven. A lot more to get into today as well. Ben wants to preview the NBA tonight. San Antonio, Houston, uh, Houston, and uh, Greg Popovich with an update on what is occurring with Kawhi Leonard, who may or may not be, avail- uh, be available, if I could talk, tonight in Game 6 down in Houston. Rockets are about a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Give you details on that. We've got more of your phone calls, wrapping up conference realignment, Notre Dame's fit in the ACC. That's up next. Day Spa 12 West Stone pampers her with the perfect Mother's Day gifts. Indulge in a total body massage, facial, or Avita makeover, aromatherapy, scalp and foot massage, manicure, pedicure, champagne lunch, paraffin hand treatment, and shampoo style. Normally $350, just half price at $175, or we'll design a package for any budget. 235-7721 or dayspagreenville at gmail.com. Day Spa 12 West Stone. A portion of the proceeds help homeless animals rescue. You know, watching your family grow is a wonderful part of life. But with it comes responsibilities. Have you planned for your children or grandchildren's education? Does your current insurance cover your needs the right way? Should you start or diversify your investment portfolio? Talk to the independent, full-service financial advisors at Kiwi Financial Group. Wherever you are in life and whatever you need for your family, Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson can help. Call them today at 654-5043 or go online at KiwiFG.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them with its powerful technology. ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, over 80% of jobs on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just one day. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Used by businesses of all sizes, ZipRecruiter offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com score. That's ZipRecruiter.com score. For your free trial, ZipRecruiter.com score. Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special. Get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discount supply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! Are you looking for a one carat diamond under $3,000? I have good news. We have some. And they're worth taking a look at. I have access to diamonds in all prices, all qualities, and from all over the world. Tell me what you're looking for, and if I don't have it, I'll find it for you. And you take a look and see what you think. I can get in one diamond. I can get in a dozen diamonds. And yes, it really is that easy. We have financing available for almost any budget, including 12 months no interest. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson, and I want to be your jeweler. 
Have you been in search for that perfect job opportunity? Well, look no further, because Carolina Heating Service is currently looking for individuals to expand our team. Locally owned and operated for 35 years, we specialize in generators, electrical services, residential light commercial HVAC sales, service and installation, as well as geothermal systems. Top professional opportunities available anywhere from electricians, installers, service technicians, management, and customer service reps. Worried about benefits? Carolina Heating Service has you covered. Enjoy paid holidays and vacation days, overtime opportunities, 401k, training programs, major insurance, and stable full-time work year-round. Basic qualifications include a drug test, background check and physical, as well as a valid driver's license. Other qualifications are subject to position applying for. The search could be over for you soon. Apply now at carolinaheating.com and join our team. You know, Mother's Day is just around the corner. And when you're thinking about that perfect gift to give mom, here's an idea. Think about how thankless it is to be a mom. Think about how often you get to show her how much you appreciate what she's done for you throughout your life. The best way to do that is at Pro Flowers. Because when you send the 100 blooms for mom bouquet from Pro Flowers this Mother's Day, you'll make a real impression. It comes with a free glass vase for just $19.99 plus shipping and handling. And if you really want to make a statement, you can upgrade to premium and include gourmet chocolates for just $10 more. Now, you can choose the delivery date you want. Pro Flowers are guaranteed to arrive fresh and beautiful and stay that way for at least a week or your money back. Moms love fresh flowers, and Pro Flowers makes it easy to send the perfect Mother's Day gift with this huge bouquet. The only way to get 100 blooms for mom with a free glass vase starting at $19.99 is to visit proflowers.com. Just click on the microphone in the top right corner and use my code OOB. That's proflowers.com and code OOB when you click on the mic. This stunning bouquet sells out fast, so order today. Roy Philpott on WCCP. I think I got it, but just in case, tell me the whole thing again. I wasn't listening. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. It's more than just a feeling, Roy. It's more than a feeling. <laughs> it is kind of strange that they announce... A future game in Death Valley 20 years from now. Notre Dame at Clemson 20 years from now. Isn't that strange? And more times than not, those never pan out. That's very true. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, somebody that, buys that, out somebody. That's actually a really good point because Clemson was scheduled to play a home-and-home home series with Oklahoma. And I want to say like that would have ended two or three years ago, like you, you were supposed to go to Norman first, maybe in like 2011. And then they were going to come here in 2013. It was something like that. There was also a home and home schedule with Ole Miss that right. never came to fruition. There was, I want to say a series set up with Vanderbilt that never happened. Uh, of course, you've got a home and home coming up with Texas A&M. It seems like Clemson and Auburn are playing the same division in the same conference recently, you know, especially in this decade. You, we played Auburn more than we played Virginia. That's very true. Uh, you're going to see Wyoming more times than you see Pittsburgh, I guess, thankfully, given what Pittsburgh did to Clemson last year. Ugh. It's very strange. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there, so there were a couple of those series that were set up that, that never came to fruition, and they were put into place like a decade in advance. I remember for a long period of time when, when Clemson opened up at Georgia in 2002 and then Georgia came here in 2003 and it was the first time that they had played since 1995. That series was announced maybe in the late 90s and it seemed like it took forever for that series to actually get here to where those two rivals would play again. And then, of course, it happened again in this decade twice and it took forever 
And that those series happened, even though I think Georgia tried to get out of it one year. I, I think that was like a uh, there was a it was a very bloggy article that came out that Georgia was trying to get out of the series. So you got to have both sides come together. They have to have the dates that match up. They have to agree on the terms and who plays where first. And then it's got to persist when a lot of times those programs change drastically from when you ink the deal to when the games are actually going to be played. Right. That's a lot to happen. It, it's scheduling is is a nightmare. I mean, it is really, really difficult. doesn't seem like it would be that hard. But, you know, I, I always forget how much of a hot-button issue the, that Notre Dame is. Um, during the break there, reading over text, you get one text that says, yeah, I think Notre Dame will be in the conference in the next five years. Next text, you're an idiot if you think Notre Dame ever gets in the conference. That's never happened. You know, the truth is, you don't know. I don't know, and I don't really care what you think about it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's all our opinions, and, and things change so fast in sports. We don't know what variables may be at play three or four years from now. I don't think it happens anytime soon. I do just think at some point the special treatment for Notre Dame runs out. Uh, the playoff scenario that you said, maybe they don't. Well, that, when, that, when that's they start the only get, scenario. When that, they start getting passed by, if right. that if they ever, I mean, you got to win more than four games. And again, even. right now that wouldn't happen. Right, I, I don't think that that would happen. But that's the scenario I think that's out there. Yeah, and we can debate all afternoon long. What would force the committee to play that card? And the answer to that question is is something that is very much an unknown and I think very dependent and reliant on what the future holds for a lot of things happening. It, it, it maybe the precursor to that is we got to get everybody on the same page. You've got to be in a Power 5 or Power 4 conference. You have to have a conference championship game in that league. Maybe at some point in time they say, we're going to take the conference champions regardless of one loss record, and they're going to take a couple of at-larges. And you got to be in a league because we want to have a complete and total even playing field. If you want to play ball by our rules, then you got to be on our court, you know, on our field. you you got to be playing by the same kinds of, uh, of things that, that everybody else is. How that happens, when that happens, is something that is very much up for debate. If you just, if you just say, okay, 20 years from now, is that likely the case? I would argue it is. Yeah. So when we get there, how we get there, what the powers that be determined to make that happen in terms of timing and why and how, all very much up for debate. But, yeah, I think 20 years from now, we're, somehow we're there because we do want it to be even, and we do want the revenue to be split in a way that makes sense league-wide, nationwide, for the true powers in collegiate athletics. And I say that, too, based off the notion that even here locally, we've heard uh, individuals like Dabo himself say, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a breakaway here where you're going to have the haves separate from the have-nots. And, you know, there, there's even there's even a movement now with the group of five to where they create their own playoff system, their structure, right. and they create a whole new division, which is basically in place right now. And if you're, if you're wondering what the group of five is, Mountain West Conference, Conference USA, the Sun Belt, the MAC and the American, those five leagues say, okay, we're not going to be able to keep up with the rest of you. We still have games that we think are uh, worthy of being included on television, mainstream television, you know, ESPN television, and, and I think ESPN believes that. We're going to create our own playoff at the end of the year where we claim our own national champion. I, 
Honestly, I think that would work and work nicely. So that could be a precursor to what we're talking about at the Power 5 or Power 4, where the group of five completely separates. You've got the FCS ranks that are already there. Then you step up to the group of five, and then you've got the Power 5 in place. And you got to say, okay, you got to be a part of us if you're going to win our national championship. Uh, that could be a way in which it happens. Ironically, where it starts with a group of five separating because they you know, they realize they're not going to be able to compete long term. Well, I do, I do think that happens. The group of five is getting left in the dust financially. I mean, and that margin is only going to continue to get wider unless they do something. Well, and, and you know what? You spoke of the bubble bursting a little while ago, and, and we've compared it to kind of what happened with the real estate bust, the dot-com fallout, 2008 and in 2000, respectively. Conference USA's television rights came up last year. And they were ready to cash in and get away from Fox, who televised its primary its primary top games. And they were thinking they were going to get paid. ESPN comes to the table and says, okay, this is the deal we're going to offer you. And it was like a tenth of what they were expecting. And so Conference USA went from paying each individual school. I don't remember what the number was, but it was multi-millions of dollars down to like a million dollars. And so every school in that league had to do an about face. And ESPN not only was going to pay them a lot less, nobody else was going to come close to what ESPN was going to give them. And their number of games that were actually going to be on television were like, I don't know, between six and 10 last year on ESPN networks. I believe it was 1.2 million per school. Per, per school, and the whole conference payout was going to be about half of what one SEC school gets from their network. Think about that for a second. The whole conference. Yeah, it was some, something crazy along those lines. And, and again, too, the exposure isn't going to be there because you're going to be lucky to have one game every 10 days maybe on ESPNU or ESPN2. So, I mean, that that if that doesn't paint the picture of what the group of five looks like, now the MAC, I think, has done a remarkable job, and I've been a part of some of these games, and I'll be the first to tell you, you go to a Maction game, which occurs starting in mid-October through the end of the season on a Tuesday or Wednesday night in Akron or Miami of Ohio or Western <laughs> Michigan. There's nobody there. Nothing screams big-time football like Akron on a Tuesday night. <laughs> hey, I was there last year, baby, and I loved it. They've got great broadcasters. But, That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> but no, but here's the thing. Th those games will be televised either on EU, E2, and I think sometimes on uh, E1. Nobody goes to the games because you're not used to going to football games on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. It's just awkward. The attendance is atrocious. But people watch on television. And the MAC has recognized that. And the MAC, as a group of five school, has said, you know what? We'll sacrifice our Saturday November games, which may be fairly well attended. But we want eyeballs nationally. So we're going to move the majority of our games now to midweek. They just came out with that announcement uh, a couple of months ago. And so you're going to see more Mac games in midweek because ESPN has that inventory and they can probably come off the hip and pay them a little bit more. And the exposure is out of this world because, you know, wh what are we doing in mid-October on a Tuesday or Wednesday night? We're looking for something to watch. I'm watching Mac football, hey, baby. I'm not watching the NBA in October, November because I got 80 more games to play. I'm going to watch some World Series. I'm going to watch some college football. It's there and, and it is there. And to me, we've always demanded for more college football. More is better. Nevertheless, you kind of get that with the MAC. And the other conferences, I don't think, they're, they're kind of late to the table 
They're going to be left behind even more so in the group of five because that exposure is not there on any other network. And the inventory is not available because the Mac is scooping it all up. And they're telling ESPN, we're going to give you our games midweek because we want to be on television. And guess what? Roy Philpott and Ben Milstead here in Greenville, South Carolina slash Anderson. We're going to be inclined to watch it more times. Not as are many of our listeners. And it's not the ratings are two and a half million or something crazy. But they're reasonable. They're respectable. And it is college football midweek. We'll take what we can get. So, uh, you know, a lot of that landscape potentially is changing as well. I think one of the things that could force Notre Dame's hand the short term could be whatever happens with a group of five. And if they really split and then you, so at that point, the power five says, well, wait a second, we're not going to be the power five and Notre Dame. when We got these three specific divisions. At some point it starts not to add up. We'll see. It's fun for us to certainly talk about and speculate about. Yeah, but at the end of the day, none of us really know. So there, this is a situation where you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and you don't know what variables are in play yeah. two, two years from now, four years from now, ten years from now. So, you know, I just caution anybody from saying this never happens or this definitely happens. Exactly. Because oh, that's you well just said. don't know. Yeah. On the text line, 986-1566, Austin from Anderson. Uh, Roy, make me smile for a second. <clears throat> Can we please enclose the east end of Death Valley? Picture this, williams Price type of scoreboard in 2031, enclosed with a tiger standing at the top of the hill about ready to play Notre Dame. Yes, an inset scenario, I envision a white chrome helmet as well. Oh, shit. With an orange tiger paw and silver going down the side of the Clemson uniforms. Everybody wearing uh, virtual reality goggles <laughs> sitting in the stands. I can see what the quarterback sees. Yes. It could happen. Hey, you may be on to something right there. I kind of like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. I like that picture. I, I can look at what Deshaun saw when he spotted Hunter Renfro breaking open in the end zone in Tampa in the national championship game in 2017. And we can do that in real time moving forward. That's fantastic. Oh, people have speculated that that's what replay goes to, that you're sitting at home with virtual reality. You make your own replay. You look where you want to look. Yeah, that's a whole other day story. But oh, wow. when I say talk about things that we don't know what happens in the future, yeah, you know, I think I know what that game looks like on Labor Day night, but I have no idea. That's a long way hey, away. I, I don't know what it looks like, but I can tell you, Clemson's just demolished the outdated football facility and built a new one. There's now a virtual slide. It's not a real slide. Yeah, you know, that 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 old that hill was just old. We needed one twice as big. My God. <laughs> Is that where we are in 2037 when Clemson plays Notre Dame? At the speed in which sports is moving, yes, it could very well be. Austin and Anderson, I would tend to believe by 2031, which is the year that he was talking about, uh, the Labor Day night game between the Tigers and the Fighting Irish. And that'll be on August 30th. So we won't have to wait very long. We'll have to wait very long that summer for college football to, to re-arrive here. I'm starting a countdown <laughs> clock right now. I'm going to go tailgate <laughs> right now. I would tell you this. In 2031, I would gather, I'd venture to guess that there is an east end zone structure in place by that point in time. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what the capacity of Death Valley looks like then. I don't know if it's big or smaller. I don't know if it really matters. But I would think that they've enclosed the stadium by that point in time. Just a guess. All right, final segment of the show coming up next. You want to talk with us, 654-7627. 654-ROAR. 
Good luck to all those seniors graduating today and this weekend. We applaud you, and I encourage you to go back to school. The real world can wait, but congratulations nonetheless. Final break coming up. Final segment after this. I'm George Jeffries, local GM of Metal Building Supply. As part of Mesco Building Solutions and NCI, we're the Southeast premier supplier of metal building components and pre-engineered building systems. I invite you to come by our showroom at 1500 Elrod Road in Piedmont to talk with us and let us show you how Metal Building Supply can help you with your building project. Whether it's a 30 by 40 for your shop or 100,000 square feet for your business, we have over 40 years of experience to put to work for you. Hey y'all, Caleb here from Local Q. Did you know we offer amazing monthly specials in addition to some of the best barbecue in Greenville? Every month our chefs collaborate to create four unique menu items, including an entree, sandwich, and dessert. More of a traditionalist? Come in and try our house smoked wings with one of our five bold barbecue sauces. So if you're hungry as a hippo, join us at 30 Orchard Park Drive, Suite 7. Or check out our menu at www.localq.com. Remember, Local Q is 21 and up at all times, so don't forget your valid ID. Mickey Pollard here for Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. No residue, just really clean carpets that stay cleaner longer. Get three rooms clean and sanitized for $129 and get a fourth room for free with my name. Call 558-7300 or visit ZeroResGreenville.com. It's always a good time to look and feel good. At Rooster's Men's Grooming Center, you can count on a team that will make you feel your absolute best. The many services provided will keep you coming back for more. Come by for anything from a close shave and professional haircut to a seven-step facial shave. Fellas, treat yourself. You deserve it. Don't have enough time on your hands for the full service? Ask us about our express cut. Call 864-884-8920 to make your appointment. Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special. Get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discounts apply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! Everybody knows the story. You can't sleep on a bed that's too hard. You can't sleep on a bed that's too soft. But you can sleep on a bed that's just right. Engineered sleep might not have been around when Goldilocks was written, but they know that a bed that's just right is made just for you. It's not just a fairy tale. They actually build a mattress based on your sleep habits and patterns so that you can get that Goldilocks kind of sleep. And if after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process and learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there's no middleman. Factory to you. And you can score a significant discount by picking your mattress up instead of having it delivered. Engineered Sleep, it's not mattress shopping, it's an experience. Hi friends, Mickey Plower here. My wife and I want to invite you to join us in July as we take a special trip to the Big Apple, just for 105.5 The Roar listeners. We'll fly a round trip direct out of GSP for a great weekend in New York City that will include a stay in the heart of Manhattan at the Westin Grand Central Station. We'll do a behind-the-scenes tour and then take a game in at Yankee Stadium. You'll have an Explorer Pass to take you to your choice of four different New York City attractions like the Empire State Building, the 9-11 Memorial, the Statue of Liberty, Grand Central Station, and in fact, so many more. There's 40 different choices. I can't even name them in a 60-second spot. We'll even do a Broadway show. The trip is July 27th through the 30th. 
Go to goodnewstravels.com backslash roar-nyc to make your reservations now for the Big Apple trip. That's goodnewstravels.com backslash roar-nyc. Join us and other station listeners just like you on our inaugural station trip to New York City. Do thankful. Do thoughtful. Do sweet. Do it for an amazing mom that does so much for you. This Mother's Day, do above and beyond with Pandora Jewelry. With so many rings, earrings, bracelets, and charms, it's the perfect place to find a gift she'll love. This May 14th, do something amazing for your mom. Shop Pandora Jewelry this Mother's Day and do love. Visit Turner's Jewelers in Seneca for your special Mother's Day gift. Applewood Center Plaza or online at turnersjewelers.com. Roy Philpott on WCCP. Fourth quarter's coming up from Death Valley. Second half is underway. Ten seconds, and it can't stop now. Nebraska's out of timeouts, and Clemson has indeed proved itself to be the number one team in all of college football. Here's the end of the game. Are we finished? Done. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. I got a question for you, big boy. What you got? I, I want no thought, no uh, consideration. I, I just want the first thing that enters your mind when I ask you this. So that's how I normally answer questions. No thought. Correct. <laughs> In the year 2031, 14 years from now, remember that old bit they used to do yeah. on Conan? In the year 2000. Remember they used to do that? You didn't, you didn't watch Conan back no. in the day? Okay. It was pretty good. Andy Richter is part of that. Too. I like him. He came he came to Clemson to talk. He gave a little speech when I was a, a Clemson student. It was pretty good. It's pretty funny. In 2031, right? That's how you deem it needs to be called. I, I say 2031. You say 2031. Okay. 2031. Is Dabo Sweeney still the head coach at Clemson 14 years from now? In 2031, yes or no? Yes. Okay. In 2037. 20 years from now, 20 years from now, Dabo would be like 65. Is he still the head coach here? 50-50. I don't, I don't know. So he's that good that where he's still going to be wanted here and he still wants to coach here 14 years from now. It's a long time from now. You think about it, 14 years ago from right now was 2003. And think about how much I, this program has changed since then. Is that right? Yeah, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess no. In 2037. Years. Yeah, I would guess no. All right, so the Dabo shelf life here in Tigertown, USA, is 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 somewhere between 15 and 20 years from now, which would be incredible to have that kind of staying power. I would say the acceptance of Dabo here is as long as he wants to stay here. But when, now, I, when I say... Well, I mean, think about this now. Phil Fulmer won a national championship in 1998, and he was shown the door less than 10 years later. Yeah. I mean, things can change. I don't know if the competitive nature of Dabo would... I don't know if he would allow himself to continue to coach if he got to a point where he wasn't effective anymore. If he's still the head coach in 2031, let's just go with that number. And, and, and we're bringing up these random numbers because these are years that it was announced earlier today where Notre Dame and Clemson will play each other. So Ben's telling us right now, August 30th, 2031, Labor Day night, when Notre Dame ventures into Death Valley again, and Deshaun Watson's son is now the starting quarterback. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That probably wouldn't add up. But 
you still think Dabo will be on the sideline. All right, so if that's the case, and let's let's just say that somewhere between 2031 and 2037, he decides to retire for whatever reason, the two sides uh, you know, agreed to mutually part ways. If he's still the head coach in 2031, how many national championships has he won by then? Let me ask you that question. Just, just you know, we're just speculating here. Oh, man. How many national titles? Because if he still is the head coach then, chances are he's won at least one more, I would argue, than what we, we just saw this past year. I mean, ch- chances are. Not easy. Need a break. How, yeah. many, how many more? How so many not, more? Not, right. not counting the current one. No, no, count the current one. Okay. How many total national champions? In a 20-year span? Is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, three, four. And that That's realistic right if now? If he's still here 20 years from now, then I would say three, four. So yeah. if he wins... That that may be. Yeah. I know. I know. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. Let's think about. It. Let's say he wins three total national champions. Because I think because I do think one of those is going to come in the next couple of years. Trevor Lawrence is winning a national title here. Yes. Right. Xavier Thomas is going to win a national title here. Uh, yes. There's a good. There's, I, I think there's a better than not chance that yes that 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 they will. Okay. Clemson's an eighteen to one. But then you don't know what happens to win after this that. next season, right? You don't. Yeah. You don't. And, and so things can change. But it, let's say he wins. Three national championships here, total. He goes down as one of the greatest coaches, obviously, ever here, obviously, in the ACC. Do we think of him as one of the greats of all times? Oh, my, I can't even get rap. I don't know. Now you're just getting frustrated. Yeah, well, I mean, there's this because I think about, because I immediately think about great coaches who have never won one that I think of, you know. Like a Bill Snyder, for instance. I think Bill Snyder's one of the greatest of all time. I really do. He's not gonna have the he's not gonna have the hardware to, to to show it if that's what you judge it off of, but doesn't make me think any less of him as a coach either. Um Al, Nick Saban winning a gazillion of them. He's a great coach, but that doesn't automatically mean I think he's the best ever. You know what I mean, you follow me? I do follow you. Uh, and there's that's just that's just so far down the road. Ask me in twenty years. <laughs> there's no fun in that whatsoever. We're not convinced that either one of us are gonna be alive in twenty years. We don't know that. We don't know if we're still playing football in twenty years. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. I do think that Sweeney has the characteristics of a uh of a Bill Snyder type where you could look back at the end of his career and say might not have won the be- won the most, but man, you got You got to think about him as one of the best ever. I mean, he's he's in the conversation because of the, of his impact on yeah, schools yeah, and people and all that good stuff. Yeah, he's a good coach. For the record, too, twenty thirty one, that game will be played September first, Labor Day night, not August thirtieth. You can't have Labor Day night in the it's month my, of August. It's my birthday. There you go. September what? September 1. There you go, big dog. They're going to be playing that playing night. Playing the party. Oh, man. How old are you going to be? How old are you going to be? 20 years from now? No. 2031. See, all these day, these numbers are just... You're 44 now? I'm 46 now. Oh, my. You're 46 now. So, you add 14 to that. So, you, dude, you're going to turn 60. Eclipse is playing another game. 
Yeah. You're going to turn 60. The night Clemson hosts Notre Dame 60's here. 60 is the new 40. Wow. Oh, that's that's going to be a heck of a night right there. That's going to be a heck of a night. All you you all are all invited. Bring presents. Uh, from the 803 on the text line, you think Auburn thought the same thing about Gene Chizik down on the Plains where they won a title back in 2010 and Cam Newton was a quarterback. You guys are dreaming. Interesting comparison. Gene Chizik started kind of floating around a little bit with his philosophies when Gus Malzahn left Auburn to go coach at Arkansas State when he could have been at North Carolina or Kansas. Not a lot of people know that, but it came close to happening. He ended up at Arkansas State. Gene Chizik wanted to be more like Bama. They went 3-9, and nine and he was fired. I think a lot of us learned a lot about what not to do in Gene Chizik's shoes after 2010 when they started to try to be somebody that they weren't when they lost their offensive coordinator to become the head coach at Arkansas State at the time. Remember all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, it's not to say it can't happen here. I don't think it will, but certainly Auburn didn't think it would back then either. And then again, Auburn, when it got Malzahn back, played for another national championship 2013, nearly won it. So, there's been kind of a mixed bag on the Plains since that 2010 national title run uh, by the Tigers from the SEC. Played for it again. Had a couple of down years. I, I have no idea what to expect this season. We do know that most of the national pundits are thinking Auburn's going to be preseason top 10. You look very skeptical Yeah, right now. I think that is a horrible comparison. Horrible though, comparison. Because Gene Chizik's, Gene Chizik's success was all tied to Cam Newton. Davo well, Sweeney's success is not all tied to Deshaun prove Watson. Prove that. Prove that to me. Because... He was winning 10-plus games before Deshaun Watson ever stepped foot on campus. But no national championship. But no national championship, but he was building towards that. Okay. Now, I mean, clearly a Deshaun Watson helps, but Gene Chizik was a, was a, was a one-hit wonder because of Cam Newton. And, you don't think and a I, lot of people think that Dabo's going to be a one-hit wonder because of Deshaun Watson, even though, yes, they were really good and consistent before his he, arrival. Well, if he if he wins four games this coming season, then, yes, they will think that, and they might be right. I just don't think there's any way possible that happens. And yeah. I, don't think that's a, I don't think that's dreaming. You want to tell me that he, he's going to win two more championships here? Yeah, I'll listen to that, that, that that's dreaming. To a certain extent, that is. But when you see what's coming in to Clemson, there's no signs of it slowing down on the recruiting trail. I mean, why on earth would you think that they that they're not going to win another one in the next four years? Additionally, I mean, why? Tell you tell me why, Mister Gene Chizik lover. Additionally, <laughs> Gus Malzahn left Auburn to go to Arkansas State, and Auburn went in the tank. Chad Morris left Clemson to go to SMU, and Clemson actually got better. Now, none of that coincides with when quarterbacks came or left, obviously, so that's part of that conversation as well. You have to recruit very well at that position. feels like Clemson has done that. Auburn did that, and yet those quarterbacks didn't really work out. I'll concede the wait-and-see approach, but I would argue that Clemson is better positioned long-term compared to what Auburn was, and I say that with hindsight being twenty twenty, and I say that with Clemson has established its brand of offense with more consistency than what Auburn did because you try to play power football for a season and you stunk. That has never been even a consideration here. You're spread, you're up-tempo. You've actually run the football more effectively, minus Chad Morris, but you've never tried to change your identity. 
So there's been more consistency here. And certainly the win total and the conference titles would back that up as well. Not to mention playing in consecutive national championships. The question is now, can you do that without your best player in school history? Can you do that again at some point in this decade? The answer is we're about to find out. Iowa State, it was about to fire Gene Chizik. Auburn calls and they celebrate. I mean, Iowa State throws a party that Auburn has hired them. Like, are you Did kidding? they really? Yeah. Did they really? I remember the Auburn boosters hating on Chizik when he landed at the Auburn airport down there in Bama. I, I remember that. But I, I didn't know Iowa State was that happy to see him go. He was like 5-20 and 20 or something awful in yeah. Ames yeah. as a head coach. I, he he lost his last 10 games in a row at play? Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken. That's rough. So, yeah, I, I mean, you you look at you look at Dabo Sweeney's career to this point, the only thing similar to Gene Chizik is that they both won a national championship. And they both had a great quarterback. But that's not – that's the end of the story with Gene Chizik. That's just the beginning of the story with Coach Sweeney. Best is yet to come, says Ben. Yeah, I mean, look. You, you look at what he took over and the way that he's built it till now in a in a relatively short period of time, and the best recruiting classes coming in. Man, shame on you even mentioning him in the same breath with Chizik. <laughs> You're insulted right <laughs> I'm now. I'm insulted. William Christopher's insulted. I can't believe these textures. How dare you, anonymous dweebs? That's you talk about dreaming. You're hoping that you're hoping that Sweeney's like Chizik. But, we'll you know, but you know he's not. Uh, I got Clemson taking two out of three against Louisville this weekend. Hard fought, closely contested, down to the last, last pitch kind of games. Uh, Louisville on the road with the 99th hardest schedule this year. They don't have any weaknesses. But away from the Ville, I, I, I think you got a chance. And I think the last time Louisville came down here, that's exactly what happened. So we'll see. I expect this to be some sensational baseball here this weekend. I got the Tigers taking two out of three. And uh, cementing their notion or cementing their status, perhaps, as a national top eight seed. We'll find out. Uh, game one coming up tomorrow night, 6.30. First pitch, 6 o'clock airtime right here at 105.5 The Roar. Just want to throw that out there. I hope you're right. I'm pulling for you to be right. I will tell you that Clemson is going to have to play their best baseball of the year. A, to, no doubt. To win two out of three. They've got to play better than they've been playing the last couple of weeks. Monty Lee's going to fire up the troops, motivated, ready to go, quality starting pitching. I need some help in the bullpen. And let's see if they figured out their batting order for this weekend as well. The fact that it's here, I think, means everything. 